Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Chris Hahn. He's a media personality. He's the host of The Aggressive Progressive. You see him on television speaking truth to power in the most forceful and awesome way. We have so much to talk about, but you know what? Before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week. Kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Chris Hahn. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Great being here. How are you doing? Oh, my God. I'm fine. But it's just the world is so crazy. I don't even know what to make of it. (laughs) You and me both, man. You and me both. I mean, who would have thought, like, you and I are around the same age. Yeah. I think you're you're younger than me. I don't know. I'm 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 54. I'll be 55 in July. (laughs) All right. So you're, you're a little older than me, but we're both Gen Xers. Right. You know... I don't think we ever thought we'd live in a world where facts and logic don't matter and where the media would be constantly looking for their next great conservative hope, right? I am watching this ridiculous coverage of Ron DeSantis, uh, who, you know, quite frankly, is a disgusting human being who has disgusting policies, who's an angry little man who has no real solution. And they're talking about the great success he's had electorally in Florida. Yet they ignore Gretchen Whitmer, who has done much more and had much more success against greater odds in a state that had been trending red. Ron DeSantis became governor of a state that hadn't had a Democratic governor in years. Uh, I think they, you know, the the media forgets that, uh, you know, Charlie Crist was a Republican when he was governor. Mm -hmm. He only became a Democrat after he was governor uh, to get back into politics. (sighs) Uh, it is it you know they haven't elected a Democratic governor in Florida uh, <laughs> since the 90s. Wow. So I don't I don't understand this like you know greatness of Ron DeSantis arc that's happening. And I'm not just talking about Fox. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about CNN. Yeah. And even MSNBC I think pays too much attention to this guy. Mm-hmm. So you know and not enough attention to, to people like Gretchen Whitmer and other Democratic governors who are doing similar feats across the country. In fact, you know better you know you know having better political success. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that whole thing. If it bleeds, it leads. And I mean, OK, it's not blood, but still, I think I think the MSNBC focusing on it is is because it's just it's the shock value of what he's doing, because at least yeah. I haven't seen what uh, on M- I mean, with Joy Reid, you know, she's always going to go after him. She's not going to oh, yeah. give him well, a I break. Love Joy Me too. But I mean, I, I totally hear what you're saying, and I agree. And it was some. It was funny. I said something the other day that the that the uh, mainstream media paints him to be more moderate. And this woman came on, and she scolded me, and she's like, "I've never heard anybody say that." And it's like, okay, they're not using the word moderate. That's not my point. It's the way they frame him. It's like you're saying they they want this new conservative superhero, and they're trying to make him into that. And of course, we're hearing from certain people on CNN and certain people on MSNBC what he's doing. But the overall picture that they are painting is like, oh, he's like a normal conservative, and he isn't. He's a fascist. Or no, he's, 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 he's just now. he's like more Trump, except now. for smarter, I think. Yes, and and uh, more vicious. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly, like, look, if I'm Donald Trump right now and I see DeSantis creeping up on me in the polls, I have a simple solution. 
I go to my friends in the Florida state legislature and I tell them not to allow him to run for president while serving as governor and see if he wants to make that choice to leave his seat as governor and then run for president at Hmm. the same time, which is a risk. Uh, You know, I don't understand why the former guy hasn't figured that out. Mm-hmm. And has to figure out that that's an easy way to kill DeSantis. Because he's not uh, smart. <laughs> Maybe because he's not very bright. <laughs> well, I've mentioned it on my podcast now, and now I've mentioned it on yours. And I think that someone should uh, say I know, something I know to that, him. I know that Trumpies listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he listens every minute of the day. Um, he should, because he should understand. I mean, first of all, Democrats and liberals seem to understand things more clearly than the Republicans do about how things work. And, you know, we often offer up the things that they could be doing. Like, for instance, and I hate saying this because I don't want anyone to take me seriously or listen to me, but Republicans would easily win if they would get off the culture war bullshit and leave that alone and then push push what they used to and their bullshit personal responsibility but lay off the banning of books lay off the banning of of you know abortion and all that they would so easily win americans just don't want crazy right right and you know even you look at ron DeSantis, he's blaming the silicon valley bank failure on wokeness i know i i I, I, i'm sorry uh you know that's what you do when you don't have a solution yeah you pivot to the thing you're comfortable talking about yeah and it is it, it you know how any media outlet takes that seriously and then engages in a discussion Mm -hmm. about wokeness uh it is beyond me well and that's another reason people should be listening to joy reed and i wish i could remember who but she had a guest on her show and they were talking about the origins of wokeness and how basically it started uh when i believe slave uh slaves were freed and it was they used that term in a way to determine who was safe And, um, you know, I mean, of course it's morphed. And I think now the meaning that we could all agree on is that we are awakened to some of the things that we didn't see before. Some of the racism, the bigotry, the sexism, whatever it is. Oh, and you know what? I have, you know, for lack of a better way of saying this, woken up to my own, um, I don't know if you want to call it sexism, but I have absolutely spent a huge part of my life feeding the patriarchy because I have body image issues and I have Mm. given into that. And so I feel that because I look a certain way and I don't look another certain, you know, it's like that I'm not good enough or valuable enough. And that's a, that's a bullshit patriarchal narrative. And so, you know, as a fellow television personality, I have my own body. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I think anybody who has been on camera. I mean, and it's not just that, but we all have insecurities about whatever. Yeah. And if it's a physical thing, especially when you're a woman and you're, th- you know, because I'm six foot tall and I have literally, I have big bones. And so when I was an actor and, you know, in the industry, I was bigger than everybody, even when I was really thin and starving myself. I was, yeah. you know, I was never as thin or as small as the other people. And so it's the patriarchal bullshit that says you have to be that way. And yeah. then when I when I give into it, I am feeding that machine. So I am awake to it and I'm doing my best to not give into it, although it's hard because it's it's in our, you know, we, we are so used to thinking and feeling a certain way you get into a groove. But 
all that said, uh, the idea of wokeness <laughs> for the reason why the banks failed is so fucking ridiculous. It's just, it's so. Oh, it's the most it's ridiculous so thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, how is anybody taking this man seriously? <laughs> I know. He's literally saying that they have a DEI coordinator there and that's why they failed. Oh, it God. had nothing to do with rolling back of bank regulation right. and investing in. <laughs> nothing but internet startups yeah <laughs> but it was the you know it, it's all about wokeness yeah. <laughs> that they failed because they had two people on their board that weren't white men uh i don't i don't <laughs> no. i don't understand it <laughs> well i just i, I don't was were lehman brothers too woke i know is that why really, they failed exactly I, I don't i don't get it yeah i think what did i see somebody tweeted something about um when the when the 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 crash of you know when we had the recession what did they look like what did all those bankers look like? Yeah, so yeah, they were all they were they all look the same actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're talking about the patriarchy. You, you basically you see these guys walking out broke after they their bank collapsed. Yes, uh, they kind of look like the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of do. <laughs> yeah. Now I just have to say this. Um, I so enjoy watching you on Fox. You crack me up because you just go on there and you just don't take their shit. And what I really appreciate, I mean, I watched this recent one where you were talking to, there was a female host and you were talking about how the GOP was lying about COVID and you just wouldn't even let her get her lies in, at least not initially. Oh, that's an, that's an old, that's like two years ago. But it's still funny. Uh, it's, it, it circulates <laughs> still. And every time Tucker does something, it recirculates, right? So, cause oh my I, God, I, I, love I rip it. apart Tucker in that clip. Yes. Yes. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm probably doing more on news nation now than Fox news <laughs> is because, you know, they're getting, you know, their audience doesn't want to, they don't want to hear from me. <laughs> They just don't. And it's just the model in television. It's funny. When I started working at Fox uh, in 2010, which isn't even that long ago, right? Mm -hmm. 13 years ago. Uh, they always wanted to have opposing points of view mm -hmm. because they felt that the conflict led to more people watching, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They would build up their narrative about whatever right-wing message they were putting out that day. And then they bring on – they had two types of liberals there. They had liberals like me who who – were aggressive progressives who would mm -hmm. come on and <laughs> um and and fight back against anything that they were talking about and then they had a few people there that were like uh, i used to say they had stockholm syndrome they were trying to get the audience to love them mm -hmm. even though they didn't agree with them they tried a gentler approach and and try to agree as often as they could yeah so and that was a good model because i'd come in and i'd destroy the narrative <laughs> and then they'd have to rebuild the narrative for my for for, for the next hour now they don't they don't seem to do that uh you know there's too many other choices in conservative mm -hmm. media and you know there's no value on fox anymore on most shows uh right. to yeah. bring in somebody with opposing view especially well, yeah. somebody who will defend it as vigorously as me well do you think i mean the difference in what was going on in 2010 compared to what's going on now i mean we've seen this mass delusion we've seen i mean they were clearly being brainwashed at that time and when I say brainwashed, I mean, uh, you know, Fox News has always been in the brainwashing propaganda business, but, um, you know, Trump really pushed it all forward and, and, and accelerated it and made it worse. And so I think, you know, I'm, I'm guessing, and I don't know maybe if you're feeling this way, but the audience just before might have been interested in hearing that opposing view, just like you said, to rile everybody up. But now they are so completely locked into their you know being brainwashed that they refuse anything other than that well i think it's it's not just a fox problem i think it's a problem across the board yeah. i think that people want to hear what they want to uh, hear yeah. views that support what they already believe 
Yes. And that's why, you know, Democrats will either not watch you or liberals won't even watch it or they'll gravitate uh, to MSNBC. And sometimes MSNBC is not even liberal enough for them, right? Right. So they'll move away from that, uh, you know, and, and conservatives will go to Fox and they're not too, they're not conservative enough for them. So they'll go to Newsmax or some other crazy mm-hmm. uh, outlet. Um, and I, I think it's a big problem in our society mm-hmm. is that, you know, and we started the show talking about this, is that truth uh, depends on who's looking at it right now. Yeah. And that is a dangerous place for our republic because, you know, our republic uh, requires that our citizens be educated, understand the issues that they're being asked to vote on. And now we have people in this country, like, you know, I, I was talking about uh, on my show the other day about this George Santos character and how, you know, nobody really voted for George Santos. Mm-hmm. There was a strong Republican gubernatorial candidate who carried the district very strongly and people just voted down the line Republican and mm-hmm. all Republicans on those lines for the most part won on Long Island, a lot of Long Island, a lot of long-term incumbent Democrats, people have been in office for 30 years, lost seats Democrats have held for 30 years, gone, mm-hmm. right? 50 years even in some cases. And it's, and, and it wasn't because the candidates did a great job. It's that people just voted Republican. And I make the argument that, well, had this stuff about Santos been widely known before the election, I don't think it would have mattered because hmm. I don't think that those people who voted Republican down the line would have voted for a Democrat anyway. Yeah. And I think sometimes it can be the opposite is true that, you know, you know, you could go to an extremely progressive district and they're not going to vote for Republican no matter what anyway. And you'll have, uh, you know, you, you get guys like Marion Barry getting reelected after yeah. they are arrested in a crack stick. Right. So it's 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 a it's so it's a problem in that this country is that the other side now is so unpalatable to everyone yeah. that there is no uh, there's no way to get people to even see the views of the other side or the benefits of that person or the benefits of even having two parties. Uh, and that's a dangerous spot right now because you know one party could decide. Okay, we're not going to have elections anymore because we don't trust that other party. I mean, there's yeah. some knucklehead in Florida trying to ban the Democratic Party. Right. Yeah. Um, and 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 there are people who are saying, "Yeah, let's do it," and it, it's not even coming across as crazy to some right. people. Uh, and that scares the hell out of me. I mean, I, I always say this, and people don't believe me. I try every year, and some years I can't, but almost every year I can. I try every year to vote for at least one Republican. Interesting. One. Uh, and usually it's somebody I know, because like I know most of the people I know, I'm very active, right? Yeah. So um, somebody who I know and I understand and is not crazy. Uh, and, and, and every now and then that doesn't happen. You can't vote for somebody that way because they are crazy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but and it's getting harder and harder because they're nominating more yeah. and more crazy people uh, because they are in a, and, and this is why Democrats have continued to be successful, is that they are in a mode where the Democrats were in the 80s where they are not thinking about winning elections. They are on this ideological march, and that ideological march is rarely successful. I worry that Democrats in the post-Biden era will go on an ideological march, and then they will be in the wilderness governmentally for years. Interesting. You know what? We have to take a quick break, but we'll be back after this message. Hey, this is Kimberly. If you're not already my patron, just visit patreon.com slash start me up. You can take a look at all the tiers and decide how you want to support the show. Thank you so much. Spark your creativity with The Sims. Sometimes you might feel like you're not creative. 
and you have to go in search of your creative spark again. Maybe this is catching up with creative friends, experimenting with a new look, or trying out a new recipe. And thanks to The Sims, inspiration is just one game and one spark away. Ready to spark something? Download The Sims 4 and play for free. Okay, we're back. And I want to follow up. I, I want to ask you about that because I, I, I'm wondering, I mean, that is such a, a scary thought. Very. Um, a very, very, very scary thought. And I, and I totally understand why you would make that conclusion. And I, but I'm wondering, though, because we're, we're going to, you know, there's, I've also heard the argument where, you know, liberal people, progressive people have said, if we can get, if we can win, you know, we're going to keep, and if they continue to act this way, they're not going to have any power for a very, very long time. So there's the, like, the opposite of what you said. But I'm wondering, like, with all this stuff that we're seeing, because we're seeing book bans, we're seeing um, the, the child labor laws are, are being, you know, lifted and um, so much crazy. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's, it's it's not just, oh, I don't like the policy. It's, it's cruel. There's bounties. There's, it's insane. It's like they literally yeah. want to take us back to the 1800s. Forget the 1950s. So my question is, and I ask this of everybody because, and I will continue to ask this because we're on this trajectory, but how do you see this playing out with the public with the, it, since the candidates and people in charge are getting more and more, you know, kind of chaotic and out of control and doing and saying crazy things. How is this going to play with, with everyday voters? How is this going to play with the portion of the country that usually doesn't pay attention, but, but because it's so fucking insane, they're like, oh, my God. I mean, do you really well, see that they're going to win well, that way? Well, I think that they look, I think that, that there's a portion of the country that isn't paying attention. They won't pay attention to the last three weeks of the mm -hmm. election. And we have to make sure they understand what's going on. They yeah. don't watch the news every day like we do. They don't read the paper. They yeah. don't know about these crazy laws being proposed. You know, that's why choice was such a big mistake for them, right? Mm -hmm. uh, everybody knew what happened with yeah. choice, right. right? And now, you know, rather than backpedaling, and some of them have tried to backpedal on choice, but a lot of them are doubling down yeah. and making it even worse. Yeah. And, and it's, it's going to stay in the mindset of, of, of women voters for sure mm -hmm. uh, coming into 2024. But again, we have to motivate our base in ways that Republicans don't. Republicans base shows up every election, dog yeah. catcher, they're there. Democratic base needs to be pulled out and mm -hmm. they need to be motivated and inspired to vote in ways that Republicans don't. Um, you know, like they, the saying goes, Democrats fall in love, Republicans fall yes. in line. Yes. And 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 that's the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, they are now so conditioned to voting and so conditioned to not even acknowledging the existence of the other party mm -hmm. that we have to work twice as hard to motivate our bases. But we also have to remember that the goal has got to be elect elections and winning. And we've got to and, and what what wins in, you know, Manhattan is not going to win in upstate New York or in in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Right. There's got to be a, a, an understanding that we're going to be a big tent, tent diversified party and we can't have this, you know, D on D violence going on, which sometimes uh, eats up the party, which, by the way, is eating up the Republican Party right now. Mm -hmm. We see it happening in real time. And Mitch, Mitch McConnell will be would be majority leader of the Senate right now. But for the fact that the party ate itself alive in the midterms and nominated some truly disgusting people to run yeah. for United States Senate. Uh, and these were not people he chose. 
And then they ran on platforms that were not necessarily theirs. So it's, it's a, you know, James Carville says it best. It's one of my favorite quotes. You get nothing without power. Yeah. Right. All this talk, all these, you know, all these ideas we have, all the conversation we have on social media, it doesn't even matter unless you win the election. Yeah. And we have to think about how do we win? How do we motivate our bases? And in some places, you know, these book bands and all that, you know, they're going to motivate the bases mm-hmm. on their own. In other places, we got to have candidates that can break through the noise and say, look, I'm going to represent you and then pull out those bases. You know, we're not going to get any Republican. We should just assume we're not getting any Republican voting mm-hmm. for us anywhere. Uh, but, but, you know, there are a lot of people who are in the middle and there are a lot of Democrats that we can get. And we've got to figure out, you know, what percentage of that middle we need to get to win in each state and each district and go after that any way we can. And I wish, you know, I mean, the one thing that I will would like to see more um, from the Democratic Party is the candidates who are, are not afraid to to not only I mean, I don't want to see an angry, you know, MAGA, the, the opposite of MAGA or like the Democratic version of MAGA. I don't want to see that. What I want to see is somebody who like Hakeem Jeffries or somebody who just says it plain or even um, uh, Eric Swalwell. The way yeah. that he talks, he, he doesn't mince words. He doesn't hold back. He doesn't come up from a place of anger. He comes from a place of you're not going to fucking you're not going to do this. And, and I'm strong and I'm going to fight you and I'm going to win. And people love that shit. Voters yeah, love it. And sometimes I've been trying to make my career on it. <laughs> yes, I, yes, exactly. And maybe you need to train these people because it's like sometimes these candidates want to come off as soft and loving. You know, I mean, Jamie Harrison was on my show, and, and I agree that in order to inspire Democratic voters, a lot of the time, yes, they do have to fall in love, and yes, they do have to feel like there's hope. Um, <clears throat> but I also think that people are motivated when they're angry or afraid, when they're comfortable they are not motivated. And so, yeah, hope can motivate you. But I think like for me, and when you take a look at Roe, when you take a look at choice, that choice was taken away and we're fucking furious. Well, there's, there's no, there's no substitute for anger and motivation, right? right? Yeah. I mean, if you look at, like I always say, when I put a picture of my dogs up on Twitter, it gets like 50 likes. Yeah. When I, when I throw (laughs) red meat out there, I get 10,000 likes, right? So it's, it's, you know, nobody wants the nice anymore. Nice doesn't win. And it's, it's, you know, you got to candidates need to show that they're strong and that they're fighting for things that people are angry about. Mm -hmm. Right. So you got to, you know, people are angry about Roe being overturned. People are angry uh, about, uh, you know, some of the nonsense social issues these guys are putting out there. They don't want to, they thought these fights were over, right? Mm -hmm. Why are we having fights about, you know, marriage equality. Why are we having fights about transgenderism? Yeah. Uh, you know, wokeness. Mm-hmm. Those fights were over. We're not having them anymore. Uh, you know why? You know, so we have to have somebody out there that 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 says, "Look, there are real issues that need to be resolved mm-hmm. in this country." Uh, you know, there is a problem that banks could shut down if mm-hmm. they're not properly regulated. You can't be blaming it on wokeness. <laughs> You know, and, and we need to, to, to fight that head on. And, and you know, if we're not willing to do that and come right at them, because, you know, sometimes Democrats are afraid mm-hmm. to take on these, these issues because they're worried about it. I, I'm of the mindset that, you know, anybody who thinks wokeness is a problem in banking, 
We'll never vote for a Democrat ever, ever, (laughs) ever under any circumstances. If Jesus Christ was the candidate and you were the Pope, you wouldn't vote for a Democrat if wokeness and banking was your top issue. So I feel like somebody needs to call this guy out, not just me. Yeah. And, you know, you know, like people need to be like, are you freaking kidding me? wokeness in banking that's your problem have you ever been i'm sorry i was on a advisory board for a regional bank years ago and um it was pretty freaking white yeah and it was pretty not woke i'll be honest with you i was the only progressive on it in fact they brought me on as their token liberal (laughs) so so but it, it's a it it was it was not like they never had a, a conversation about workers. You know, it wasn't the problem with diversity yeah. of, of their board. It was a problem with the diversity of their investments. Yeah, that was their problem. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a real, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just think that we need to be, be be hitting them over the head when they mess up like that. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. Totally, totally. I mean, it's just it's insane what's happening. I mean, I, there's part of me, of course, I'm concerned and I'm worried for all the reasons that you've mentioned and, and plenty of others. But then there's also the other side of me that thinks that Republicans are, it's like you said, they're, they're eating themselves alive. And I think that they're going to hurt themselves. I don't know what's going to happen after Biden. So I guess I'll just have to wait after until after Biden, but, and and hoping that he gets reelection and that we can figure some shit out. Look, I I think that if he gets reelected, Democrats got a strong badge in Shapiro and Whitmer and, and a few others. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think those two right there, to me, are the top two contenders to be the next Democratic president of the United States. Wow, wow. What, what about um, Pete Buttigieg? Because people are loving him. I love Pete Buttigieg. Um, but I think you got to get elected, right? I think yes. you got to get elected statewide somewhere, gotcha. right? I don't yeah. think you could go. I mean, yeah, look, he's Secretary of Transportation. Yes. Uh, you know, that's an outer cabinet job. It's not like he's Secretary of State. Right. You know, let's see if he becomes Secretary of State or Secretary of something else mm-hmm. in the next next Biden administration is possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, be, I don't think you go from being secretary of transportation to president of the United States. <laughs> yeah, good I just don't. I just don't. And I love, by the way, I think Pete, you know, of all the people who go on TV and battle Republicans, yeah. I think he's best at it. Yeah, he is. Um, and I, I think he's one of the sharpest, smartest guys in the party. And mm-hmm. I think he should be uh, considered for national office. I think he'll run for U S Senate out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, at some point, or maybe he'll run for governor of Michigan when Gretchen Whitmer runs for president. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't think he's president yet. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. He's also third. Was he thirty six? Right. He's got plenty of time. He's got plenty. Yeah. He's he's a youngin. Um, thirty eight. <laughs> thirty eight. Yeah. Okay. So now I have to switch the subject because I'm curious. So many people are saying that Trump will be will be indicted soon. So I'm just wondering. I mean, I have my own take on this, but what are you thinking? I think he's going to get indicted in both New York and Georgia. I don't think he'll go to jail in either of those places. Mm-hmm. I hate to rain on people's parade. Yeah. Um, as a former lawyer, as a mm-hmm. uh, someone who's worked in the DA's office and uh, had had these experiences, I just, you know, these are election crimes, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I can't think of many people who have gone to jail for uh, for campaign finance violations. The situation in Georgia. Um, you know, he was trying to influence the election. Uh, and I don't, you know, I don't know what the penalty is for that there. I, I think he's guilty of it. I think we could all agree that, yeah. uh, that he, he, he probably did it, but does that send him to jail? 
And I think the indictment would be a boom for his political career hmm. because he'll fundraise the hell out hmm. of it. And he'll say, look at how these people are trying to persecute me. Yeah. And that'll just, you know, propel him to the nomination. So uh, what about... Which, by the way, I think he's the favorite to get, you know, by far. I, I see these polls with DeSantis creeping up. I don't believe it at all. Once DeSantis actually gets in the ring yeah. and starts fighting with Trump, you know, the problem with DeSantis is he's nasty mm -hmm. and nobody can ever challenge him because he's the governor and he's got a very weak legislature that just does whatever he asks. And he'll beat up on the press corps. How is he going to go toe to toe with Trump? Mm -hmm. He's got DeSantis has got a glass jaw. He's a whiny little baby. <laughs> and, and I just don't see him going head to head with Donald Trump. Donald Trump calling him Meatball Ron and whatever else, which, by the way, ruined a meatball dinner I had on Friday night uh, for me because I was thinking about that jerk. Uh, and it's just a it's it's I just don't see it happening. I just don't believe the hype around Ron Santos. I don't either. But I want to go back to the indictment thing, because I just want to ask you, do you think he's going to be indicted on the one six thing, the insurrection and the uh, stolen documents? I. You know, the documents thing, I think, is going to be a non-issue at this mm -hmm. point. Okay. Um, I mean, they'll might, maybe there'll be some, you know, recommendations for changes in policy hmm. because it appears that every former president has documents in their files. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Do Donald Trump's a different case because he clearly was trying to evade this. Yes. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I think he'll be indicted uh, in New York uh, around the uh, the Stormy Daniels stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think he will go to jail over that. And I think he'll be in, in, indicted in Georgia over his call to the Secretary of State after the election. Hmm. I do believe he'll get indicted for that. Um, but I don't think he's going to jail for any of it. And I don't think it's stopping him from running for president. No. And I also don't know that he'll be convicted on any of it. Hmm, interesting. I do think he's going to be indicted, although it's hard for me, you know, to, to to say for what. You're a lawyer. You're a lawyer. I am not. You have more insight than I do. So I would tend to listen to people who have more insight than I do. But I do know. I don't think he's ever going to see the inside of a jail cell, but he will be no. indicted. And I just, I just want to say to the people out there who are like, oh, he's not going to be indicted. I've been hearing he's going to be indicted. My question for you is, who told you that? People online who wanted him to be indicted. Right. It wasn't people like in the know who had, you know, knowledge about the situation. No, it was hopefuls. Yeah. No, you're not hearing it from Fannie Willis or no. Alvin Bragg. No, and so the, pe please, people, stop being so fucking gullible because what right. you're doing is you're listening to some rando on Twitter and then you're like, oh my God, he's going to be indicted. And then when he isn't, it's the cry wolf situation that you've created in your head because you're taking, you know, some rando's word. It just fucking let's, be very, let's be very clear, <laughs> right? There, the, the threshold for a rich old white dude mm -hmm. to go to jail mm -hmm. on a nonviolent crime. Former president, is, too, yeah. Form, is extremely high. Now make him the former president of the United States with 70 million followers. <laughs> he ain't going to jail. No, I don't okay? think he will. I don't even think it'll go to trial. I do think he'll get indicted. But, uh, you know, to quote Tip O'Neill... A grand jury will indict a ham sandwich. It's just the way it is. Prosecutors get what they want from grand juries. 
Well, I think um, if there is a conviction, there will be no jail. I'm not go- I'm not going to guess on conviction at this point because I don't know, but I will say if he is convicted, no, he's not going to jail. I just it's not going to happen. But no, um but I d- I do think it's important for the historical record. And that's what we need to be focusing on that this we're not going to get the justice that we want. But there no. will there will be something done. Something will be there for historical record and that's I think that's going to have to be good enough. And, you know, it's like we want what we want, but we're going to get what we get. But I want to go back to the DeSantis thing because I agree with you. And I just would keep bringing up David Pepper on my show said, you know, he, he mentioned how Trump just like eviscerated everybody on that 2016 or 2015 debate stage, 2016. And he thinks he's going to do it again. I, I don't know if we're going to see a huge number of Republican candidates or if it's just going to be four or five of them. But I would assume that Trump is going to do exactly what he did in 2015. He's just going to yell and scream. And he's going to make everyone look stupid and he'll be the nominee now. Oh, yeah, easily. So do you think, though, because there are some, you know, I think it was David Pepper, too, who said so um, Biden could walk out in a robe and slippers and win. So do you think that it's like a shoe win? Are you worried if he's the nominee? Oh, of course, I'm worried if he's the nominee. Yeah, there are. Look. Kimberly, there's only two ways to run, unopposed or scared. Mm -hmm. And Donald Trump did get elected president Mm -hmm. once before. And Donald Trump got, you know, the second most votes of anybody who ever ran for president. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we need to be very vigilant and we need to be out there pushing back on this every single day. This is like, this is going to look, if this guy is brought back into office, it's going to be chaos in this country and and believe me he's going to have support Mm -hmm. and do i think that it's likely i don't think it's likely that he wins but is it possible it is absolutely possible you're right you know you look at polls right now where people understand the challenges and donald trump is not losing by much Mm -hmm. and joe biden is not above 50 percent in most polls against donald trump that means most Americans don't know mm-hmm. and, and are not, you know, are not paying, you know, Donald Trump, if he's starting at 40%, which is where he will start, mm-hmm. he has an absolute path to the presidency. And people thinking that Joe Biden could just phone it in are absolutely wrong. I'm starting to wonder if Joe Biden's even running because here it is. It's March, what, 14th, 15th. Mm-hmm. And, and where is he? Mm-hmm. You know, he has not announced. And it looked, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like the announcement was imminent and that it would come in early March. Well, it's not early March anymore. Yeah. It's late March. Tomorrow it's late March. Right. You know, so <laughs> yeah. it's like we need to we need to start moving. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, all right. Last question. I want to ask you because um, I guess a judge just allowed the two point seven billion Smartmatic suit against Fox News to proceed. Mm. Now, it drops claims against uh, Janine Pirro and Sidney Powell, but this is um, something that's going to go forward. What Now, with the, with the existing Dominion lawsuit and then with this lawsuit, what do you think is going to happen to Fox as a result? Well, look, Rupert Murdoch could afford the you know $3 billion. Let's say they get every penny of it, mm-hmm. which they won't. Mm-hmm. Um, he could afford the $3 billion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he he'd still have uh, ten billion to spare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, let's be let's be very clear right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fox's problem is the same problem every cable company has right now. Um, people are no longer watching cable. Hmm. 
right? Cable is becoming a thing of the past. Yeah. So as a result, you know, they've got to find new ways to reach audiences and stay relevant and monetize their content. Yeah. Um, they're trying that with the Fox Nation thing, but they're, you know, ultimately, you know, it's, it's a streaming platform that has to be monetized. I think that's a bigger threat to Fox and to MSNBC and to everybody else than everything else that we hear. Wow. Um, you know, and I think that what, what is amazing to me, though, is how people who watch Tucker Carlson can now have access to this information that he hates that basically. He hates his audience and, and they'll still watch him. He lied to his audience. It's on, you know, there's emails with him talking about how he doesn't believe these claims and they'll still watch this guy. Uh, you know, what he's doing with the January 6th tapes is the most despicable thing I've ever seen anybody do. Um, you know, people died that day. 140 cops were injured that day. And, and you know, he's making it look like it was just another day. And that is, that is kind of despicable, to say the least. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. And, and, you know, you see even like, you know, you got me on the same page with Tom Tillis. You got me on the same page with Mitt Romney and, mm-hmm. and even Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. in denouncing this. It, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty pathetic what's going on there. Do you think, though, that it's going to have any effect on how they broadcast? Uh, I think it's going to have a chilling effect on on how people broadcast, without a doubt. Um, You know, I think that, you know, the truth needs to be the truth. And if you know, you know, look, defamation is a very high bar against a public figure. And the fact that it appears, and by the way, it appears, it may not actually happen, but it appears that they are clearing that bar reckless disregard for the truth and they went out with a story that they knew was false Mm -hmm. and they broadcasted it over and over and over again to the detriment of these you know of dominion uh and and the other uh voting machine companies so the fact that they did that um is reckless disregard for the truth so i think that you know companies are going to be much more careful in the future of, of putting things on that they that they know to be false Remember, they got to know it to be false, yeah. right? And right. then you got to prove that well, they knew it was that false. And is, that is different, though, than, because Tucker can still go on and go and ask his stupid questions, is my point. Yeah. He can ask yeah. the stupid questions and not get sued. Because, you know, I mean, that's what I do. When I want to make a point that I don't want to get in trouble for, I ask the question. And so yeah. that's what Tucker does, and it, it, it keeps you from so if you're if you're only asking a question, you're not telling a lie, but it's a leading question, and and so that's the whole problem. So do yeah. you? And so the last question, I guess, the real last question, is: Do you think that it will have an effect on that kind of? Do you think that's the reporting that will stick, and they won't tell huge big lies like we're talking about? Do you think that's the only difference? Um. I think that they're going to think twice before bringing on these conspiracy theorists, okay. theorists nut jobs, you know, right. like like Powell and, you know, Rudy Giuliani when he was going nuts. I, I don't think that I think you're going to see less of that, okay. particularly if there's a company, if they're out there raging against a company that has the means to bring a lawsuit like this. Wow. Interesting. Well, I think it's a good thing. But I mean, is it good? You know, I don't know if it's going to end the. uh just consistent propaganda that we're getting from the right. I don't know if we're ever going to figure that out, but hopefully someday, I don't know. I can. Yeah. We don't have really, don't have a similar movement on the left. Right. You know, they're, you know, 
we, we could talk about MSNBC all we want, but they're not really a propaganda. No, they're not. I mean, they, <laughs> you know, they have a, you know what I'll say? I will say this about them. I watch them and I think so often they go out of their way, whoever it is, whether it's the guest or the host or whatever, they go out of their way to not make outrageous claims. They, they might right. say something like, okay, here's this thing, and then they, they either back it up or they say, I know it sounds crazy, but they, they just sound fucking reasonable. I just don't right. hear that coming from the right at all in any way. And yes, no. the, the, the left is allowed and MSNBC is allowed to have opinions about things like, like when I watch Chris Hayes, he, sometimes he makes me laugh because, I mean, I think he represents all of us in his like, oh my God, I can't believe what they're doing again. <laughs> it's just... Right. You know, he, he kind of acts it out. And it's it's funny, even though it isn't, um, because I think we all feel that way. And, yeah, of course, they have a slant, but they are not absolutely not propaganda. That's that's absolutely no, no. absolutely not. And, you know, when, when we tried with Air America, it failed. I mean, I've got a radio yeah. show. It's on in a bunch of states, but it's got none of the penetration that that some of these guys have. Yeah. Oy vey. Well, you know. It's all crazy, Chris, and we're just trying to figure it out every day, aren't we? <laughs> we're trying to figure it out. we got to just keep plugging along. Well, it's always awesome talking to you, and obviously, before I let you go, I want to know where people can find you. Well, I'm doing I'm, – I'm a contributor. I'm on News Nation a lot. Uh, you can check me out there. Uh, and if you don't know where News Nation is, look it up. <laughs> and um, uh, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram – and the Aggressive Progressive Podcast, new episodes every Tuesday. I've got a nationally radio, syndicated radio show, uh, but uh, if it's not on your local market, call them up and tell them to bring it on. Yeah, because <laughs> we love you, Chris. <laughs> and then love course, you too. <laughs> and I'm author Kimberly on Twitter. I'm Kimberly Johnson, L-E-Y, don't forget, on Spoutable. My books are on Amazon. Thanks for coming on the show, Chris. Anytime. Take care.